This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Jess on Joy. Last week on SBS, I watched a three-night special. It was when five high-profile Australians who swapped their privileged lives to spend ten nights living on the streets, and one of those five was Melbourne's own Deputy Lord Mayor, Mr Aaron Wood, and we're so happy to have him on the air. Mr Aaron Wood, how are you going? Oh, I'm really well, thanks, Tom. Hi, Jess. Hi, how are you? Do I, do I have to call you your worship or your honour? <laughs> like, I mean, as, as a Lord Mayor, I'll give you your title and your job, or, or am I allowed to call you Aaron? Just, just Tom, just a bow is okay. That's that, that's fine. That'll uh, suffice. Okay, well, let's just do it. We are on Zoom, so he'll know. Tom, let's do our bow. Okay, okay we, okay. we bowed. We bow. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, okay. I feel suitably introduced now. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, well, Mr Wood, uh, Aaron, you just were in the... I watched it. Tom got us onto the show. It was wonderful. Um, something, obviously, that was huge. Well, it's what funny to say the word took... wonderful because it was heart-wrenching. Was... Oh, God, yeah. Great watching, but, dear, it, you, you, you oh. walk away with so much. Yes, wonderful in the way that you... It, yes, exactly that. Like, for me, wonderful is when you've hit all the taste buds in, yeah. in, the, in the emotion category. And, uh, like, for, you guys did seem to get affected personally. What did you take away from the experience? Oh, just so much. Um, you're right. It was, uh, funnily enough, it was filmed over 12 months ago. So I've sort of had to keep this secret for all that time. And I watched it with my parents who have been in lockdown since COVID because they're uh, elderly parents. And I looked over during episode two. Mum was crying. Dad was crying. My wife was crying. I was crying. <laughs> and it was just, the emotion just all came back. And I think what hit home for me was just, you know, it's just no place for anyone. It's so brutal, and I got to go back to my warm bed and, and house at the end of 10 days, and even, you know, a few hours into the experience, you know, confusion and, and fear and the city, oh. you know, Sydney took on a whole different feeling to, you know, what it was normally when you're a tourist or going up there for work. It's, um, it was quite astounding how much the impact hit so early on. Well, what have I mean? What have you taken away from it? I mean, Aaron, as you are our deputy lord mayor, and and we, Jess and I, have done breakfast radio, so we have seen the homeless on the streets, and mm-hmm. we're going into winter, and we're all worried, and we do know at the moment they're they're being taken care of. Yeah. But but what have you taken away from this? Where it's going to help in your job? I think uh, it's you know you can you can read the numbers, you can you can read all the books, you can read the reports, and you know you can even. Uh, you know, we've got a homelessness advisory committee at the City of Melbourne with people with lived experience so you can listen to their stories. But I think until you can just experience even a small window into, you know, that fear and that lack of safety. And, and I think the other big thing for me was that on about, you know, the second day, I just felt completely invisible. But life was going on around me, but I just wasn't part of it. And, you know, my confidence started to, to be sapped. So I think what I took away from it is it just fired me up to want to do so much more. I think we're already doing some pretty amazing things in the city of Melbourne with our, you know, daily support teams and support of the Salvo's Night Cafe and, you know, all sorts of other ways that we're supporting. But what it comes down to is we just don't have enough social housing. We haven't invested, you know, at a state and federal level enough money 
in social housing in this century. In fact, we've gone backwards in backwards. the number of homes that yeah. are available. So, you know, unless you have those homes, a lot of the stuff is really treading water. You've got to get those homes for long-term pathways out of homelessness. And I met two guys on the show, Phil, my buddy, who was living out of a car, and then um, Rob and his son, who were living in the boarding house in Newcastle. Both of them have got homes after the show, and oh. the change in them, they just look different. They look completely different in terms of the colour in their face and, um, you know, the smile on their face, and it just changes everything. Oh, that's wonderful, because that, that that, that's a huge thing. Like, you were in the car, and you, you... But also the fact that, obviously, people get moved on so often. Like, that's 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 obviously part of what's going on. What what can we do? Where can they go? What 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 is it that we can do now? Um, what, what, what is there that we can do for the homeless? I think you've got to start with a, um, a compassionate approach. So uh, I think assertive outreach is still really important. So you, you don't ever say, hey, if someone wants to be on the streets, let's just leave them there, because I don't think that's actually, you know, showing respect or dignity for the person who's going through that tough spot. So mm-hmm. what we do at City of Melbourne now is we actually have a great partnership with, you know, the housing agencies, with people like the Salvos, Victoria Police, and then our City of Melbourne officers. And we, we go out every single morning, we go to each of um, our people sleeping rough on the street and we ask them the question, do you, do you have housing? Do you need support? You know, do you need drug and alcohol services? What can we do for you? And sometimes, you know, people will say, just leave me alone and that's okay. And it might yeah. take five visits, it might take 10 visits, it might take 40 or 50 visits, but we just can't give up. Don't give up. Look, Aaron, I took that away from, as well, I, I remember you getting a meal and, and as you said, there, were, you, there was a lot of food involved in that and, and we always see that, we think how great it is that we are feeding the homeless, but sometimes you've got to look at it, it's not just giving them a bed or something to eat. There's a lot of mental health issues out there that we need to deal with as well. So I'm assuming it's a multi-approached... Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, housing first is is a wonderful thing and, and I completely, you know, support the fact that we need to get people into housing. But it has to be almost relationship first because if we don't address, you know, those hugely complex issues, it could be childhood trauma, could be domestic violence, could be mental health issues, could be drug and alcohol addiction, then that stickability of housing and that ability to, to really make your way through life is gonna be is gonna be tough. So you've got to have the wraparound services as well as the housing as well. Look, the one thing I took from the show, the last that I really, really, really kind of it stuck with me was I thought, why isn't this something that you guys, especially politicians or people that are making the rules, why can't this be something you guys implement? Like I know that they, like it would be amazing to have the people in charge of this all go through a similar thing. Like I, I don't uh, know, is that something uh, that anyone's <laughs> ever thought of? I, I, I tell you what, I think. If, you know, decision makers all had to do, you know, that 10 days on the streets or, or a version of, yeah. um, I just think the way we make decisions and what we would prioritise would be would be so different. And I think the other thing that really hits home for me too is I know that um, it's not even an economic decision. So it's absolutely about being kind to your fellow human, but it doesn't even make economic sense to leave people on the streets because for every dollar that you spend housing someone, it returns $3.00 in community benefit because you've got less medical presentations, less interactions with Victoria Police and so on and so on. So it makes good um, humanitarian sense, absolutely, but it certainly makes good economic sense as well. Well, That's why you're Deputy Law Mayor, Mr Aaron Ward. Thank you so much for that. Look, remember, everyone, you can still catch Filthy, Rich and Homeless. It's on SBS On Demand.
I, I encourage everyone to go and watch it because it'll give you a whole new insight to the struggles of people living on the street. Absolutely. And there's some big stars and there's some big people in it. It's really good and it's, it, it does touch on a lot of things that we, we do forget or we disconnect from if we don't want to, you know. We'd, sometimes we put the blinkers on. Thank so you, Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. you Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jess. Wrap up your Thursdays with Tom and Jess on Joy Drive. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne, stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandjessradio.com or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.